0: This is the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast here with Southridge Church. My name is Anna. I'm the youth pastor. This is Scott. He is our um, lead pastor. And this series that we are in is called Silent But Deadly. We're talking about the sins in our life that seem typical and normal and accepted but they're actually killing us spiritually every time we're a part of them and so this past week we looked at the sin of envy and the power that envy can have in totally destroying our life and taking it completely off track leading to sin and destruction every time we engage with it so um, one of the points that you talked about Scott was if you don't own it you can't change it would you like to go deeper with that with us today
1: yeah, I got that idea actually from um, when I had cable installed at my house whenever I was renting like 13, 14 years ago. They wouldn't drill a hole in the wall to bring the cable inside because I didn't own the place. And the guy literally said, you, I can't change, the, change it if you don't own it. Like, I can't make changes to the structure. I was like, oh, my gosh. All right. In the moment, that was very frustrated. But I called <laughs> the landlord. She owned it, so she was able to change it. And so I got my cable. But then I was doing a series that year, and we were talking about feelings and emotions and all this, and that's where that kind of came from. And then I was thinking, even in regards to all this silent but deadly stuff, I'm like, a lot of this is, like, we, we have different names for all of this stuff. Right. Like, we're going to talk a little bit about loopholes this weekend, um, but, like, we have different names for all of this stuff that we've been dealing with, so therefore we don't, like... Uh, we don't ever end up having to deal with it.
0: Yeah, we don't really see it as it is, like yeah. for what it is. Yeah,
1: like with envy, like you ha you, you there's people that are dissatisfied with their spouse. Um, and that's what they that's what they call it. It's oh I'm mm. dissatisfied. But why are you dissatisfied with your spouse? Oh, because you saw someone else's spouse doing something that you wish that yours did mm. and you're envious of that relationship but what it, in you it just has created oh I'm just uh, it's it's emptiness it's dissatisfaction those are okay things to be right like, right no or it'll be like you know why do you why you know why do you need all the stuff that you say that you need oh I, I, I like nice stuff I, I just mm-hmm. I like nice stuff that's what we say we go no what happened was you saw someone else with it and that's what you wanted yeah. you saw someone else with it and you thought well this is what other people in my station of life are doing. And so therefore I want it. Right? And it and, and what sucks about envy is and really with all of these um sins is they always lead to sin and it always leads to bad decisions. Right? So like I remember early on in Mine and Megan's marriage, I, I in my opinion, we were making some financial decisions um that um I didn't think were super wise, but I was still part of them anyway, so still yeah. my fault. But a lot of that came from, we were looking at where other people were at, and we wanted to do that. Especially, like, and it was people that were, like, way further on in life than us. Like, like, parents. Right. Like, our parents. Like, our parents, you know, and so we wanted to try to keep up. Well, they owned a home, and they, they have this car, and then yada, yada. And it's like, rather than trying to do the hard work, we let envy drive us to bad decisions. It happens all the time, and then the, there's people that I know that their envy has led them into outright sin. Like, anytime that that I am, anytime there's gossip going on, I, mm-hmm. I, I will guarantee you there's envy somewhere going on in the hearts of those people. Yeah. Like, the only reason why, like, why is it that you're dragging that person through the mud? Because you wish that you had what they had. You wished that you were what they were. You wished that your kids were as talented as their kids or whatever it is. There's, when there is, Gossip when there is talking behind someone's back, it is driven by envy because in our brains we think that if we can bring someone low enough, then that automatically makes us better than them and it you know so that's that's just like the age old trick of how we try to bring people down to our levels by talking about them, and that's always driven by envy so like envy always leads to these two really bad things, but we what happens is we again we call it something else. And so we go like, oh, no, 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 it's not that, it's this. The problem with that is that if you never get around to saying no, it is envy, I struggle with wanting what other people have, then you have nothing to work on. You have nothing right. to fix if you won't do that. You cannot change what you continue to call something else. You can't fix that. right? Last week when we were talking about hate, it was like uh, I had to be really upfront with people on it because we have this tendency to go, no, 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 no. I, I just, I strongly dislike them. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Would you be upset if something good happened to them? Yes, that means you hate them. Yeah. You just don't want to say hate because you know what the scriptures say about it, but you'll call it a strong dislike, or you'll go, you know, you know, that's they're just not my people. They're mm-hmm. not my people, and that's fine if people aren't your people. But what, if what you really mean is that if that person gets that promotion at work, I'm going to lose my mind, and you mm-hmm. can't genuinely be happy for them, then that's hate. That mm-hmm. You hate that person if you can't celebrate when good things happen to them. That's the same thing with envy. We don't celebrate good things happening to other people when we're envious because mm-hmm. it didn't happen to us. When you, get, when you get free of all of that stuff, like people can actually have great things happen to them and you can be genuinely happy for them. Like you don't have to fake it, which is what most people do. Yeah, right. Like we have to fake this happiness. Oh, I'm so glad you got that. You know, oh, I'm so glad. So good to hear things are going great for you. No, it's all fake because we're all tied up inside with all of these internal things. And we can't genuinely go, you know what? I'm so happy for you that you found this or you yeah. got this or this happening. I'm genu- like, So it robs us of even being able to be genuinely happy for other people when we don't deal with this stuff.
0: Yeah. I love, like, even that term, like, genuine. Like, I think that that's what this is leading towards is the the answer to this is contentment. Like, a genuine contentment. And that comes from Christ. Like, a genuine contentment in Jesus and the gift that he offers us, what he's offering us. Like, the things that God has created for us and finding contentment in that. And not in all the other things yep. um, and i this is just maybe something that I think of is if we are finding our contentment in Jesus solely, is there a place where we can go where we almost become so discontent with everything else, yeah, like so discontent with family with f- with friends with other like is there a place where we can get that's almost the opposite side mm-hmm. of the spectrum, potentially just as dangerous because we're removing ourselves from finding contentment, and everything mm-hmm. else, and only in Christ. Like, I don't think that's the answer either.
1: No, that pe- this pendulum swings as with as with any issue that we'll ever talk about. This pendulum swings both ways, really, really far, and extremes. I, I wish, I wish that we could get people in our current culture and society to understand this extremes are very rarely ever helpful mm-hmm. or healthy yeah um, and so you can swing all the way to the one side of envy where you got to just have everything mm-hmm. no matter the cost you can also swing all the way to the other side to where you denounce everything and you live this like wor- weird and you were setting me up because you know i can't say this word um asceticism but i think google i think that was yeah, it asceticism I was it. nailed it you can swing all the way to this side, and then it goes, well, that's not, that's not the answer either. Yeah. Right? That's not the answer. In fact, I'm going to talk a little bit about this this weekend. So this will be like a little bit of a foreshadowing, sure. but we're talking about lust this weekend. And like a lot of people's, um, the way that they deal with lust is to try to fully remove themselves from any possible situation mm-hmm. where they could ever experience lust. There's, there's tiny bits of wisdom in that. Yeah. But what is, the, what is the more Jesus-like response is to be able to see people No matter who they are, what they're wearing, or any situation like that, as Jesus sees them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, truth be told, no matter how good of barriers you put up in your life, um, you're not going to be able to escape all of it. Yeah. And so you have to learn how to deal with, like, all right, it's going to get put right in your face. Yeah. If you don't have things squared away in your mind in regards to this those moments that all your barriers didn't work, they all—they didn't keep everything away from you. So you can't swing all the way to this far asceticism over here where it's, a, I don't want anything to do with anything, mm-hmm. um, you know, nothing. Like, that's, like, I know, like, I've heard, I, maybe I don't know anyone, I've heard of, like, Christian families, though, like, just, like, tormenting their kids with, like, a poverty gospel mm. where it's like mm-hmm. no 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 we're just we're going to suffer for Jesus mm-hmm. you know it's like goodness gracious like hey, let the kids have some ice cream or something like <laughs> no man that's money that could be going to missions work like no that's not the answer either it's being it's like i was talking about with the the rich young ruler like it's being able to have stuff without stuff having you
0: yeah
1: right and this is this is the case with all of our desire um, the reason why so many people have an unhealthy relationship with something like alcohol is because it swings so far to one side and they go, well, it either has to be me, you know, with a lampshade on my head yeah. or I'm teetotaling, hating everybody that has anything to do with it. and on this side, it's like, goodness gracious, like just, it, it swings so far both ways and ne- mm-hmm. neither one tends to be super helpful. And I'm not saying that if you're a teetotaler, don't drink. Out. I'm saying that attitude where you are judgy towards people that do yeah. <laughs> is the unhelpful part of that swing. Um, but like, just in in all of our desires, there's like far extremes that if we could just find the middle ground, <laughs> just sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, asceticism is just not gonna not gonna work either. It's just not a people. People were trying this already in the first century. They mm-hmm. thought that this is the way that I will honor Christ. So there was, you would find these communities that totally remove themselves from um, anybody and everything, worldly, wow. whatsoever. Well, what sort of, um, it was actually a group of people like this, that when Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 starts talking about being salt and light, mm-hmm. it was this group that he had in mind. Mm. It was a group of people that were essentially living underground where there was no light. They were living really close to the Dead Sea where there's a whole bunch of salt, mm-hmm. which is why he's using these um, examples of salt and life. And they as they were Christians, but living totally underground. What sort of yeah. effect were they having on the culture? They weren't having any effect. So you can't yeah. swing all the way that way either. It's like what the New Testament tells us is we're to be in the world, just not of the world. Yeah. And so it, it's not just a putting up barriers, you know, to where nothing can get into my little Christian bubble mm-hmm. or, because that's not healthy. That's not healthy, like, for you to not be able to just – there's things in life that w- – find a healthy way to deal with them rather than just try to completely keep them at bay. Yeah. Right? Like, when we talk about lust this weekend, the, the answer is not only, well, you know, when a woman walks into the room, I just put my head down to the ground and – Right. No, that's disrespectful. <laughs> that's the daughter of the of God that, like, you should yeah. honor and respect her. Same thing, women to men. Like, right. you can't just, like, oh, well, I just don't talk to any women whatsoever. Why? Like, yeah. why? Well, because, I, you know, it's, it's an area of struggle for me. Well, then let's clean up the area of right. struggle so the way you right. can treat people like humans. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that's, you can't, like, yes, I'm going to talk this weekend. Should you have uh, restrictions on your internet? Absolutely. Yeah. Are there certain apps that you should have deleted off your mm-hmm. phone? Absolutely. Do some of us need dumb phones instead of smartphones? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean that the next time that you go to the swimming pool to take your kids to have a fun time, you go, well, I can't go to the swimming pool anymore. There's right. women in bikinis there. Yeah. How are you going to handle that? Yeah. If your goal is only one night, we just stay in our little Christian mode, We don't ever do nothing. We just keep us away from everybody. Yeah. And so this envy thing, it swings both Really, really extreme towards. I got to have everything. It also swings towards this unhealthyness, where it's like I'm a hoarder now um, yeah. of, of everything. And everything I do, I could reason like, oh, that's money that could be given to the kingdom. Yeah. Like, it's like, gosh, they're, they're, neither one of those is very faithful to the scriptures.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And I think as we continue in this series, we're going to continue to see that tension of one side versus the other. When really there is the messy middle. And so um, I'm excited to see where we go in this series because I think these are um, these are topics and um, situations that are so real in our culture and they are affecting us, yeah. whether we want to believe that or not. And so seeing it and owning it for what it is so that we can see it change in yeah. our life is going to be huge. And then being able to really address the... Um, Jesus' side of it, like, yeah. is going to be the momentum to see that change, yeah. and so I'm I'm looking forward to what's to come. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up today's episode?
1: Um, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty clear. You have to own it. You cannot keep calling it something else. Just be super honest with yourself about any of these topics: pride, mm-hmm. hate, envy, lust, laziness. When we get there mm-hmm. later. Um, unforgiveness in two weeks, like just whatever it is, just call it what it is, and that way you can begin to take steps to deal with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you, if you start to um, feel like things are owning you and you're not owning things, use that as a red flag, a marker, to, to take that step towards Jesus, to recognize that, to own it, to see him start to change things in your life, in your mind. It starts kind of in our thoughts and in our hearts, and then we can see it start to change our lives and those around us so that people can see the gospel in our life and people can be encouraged for the hope that there is in Jesus now and forever. We're so thankful you're with us at the Extra Point podcast. Stay tuned for this weekend's service, and we will catch back with you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.